Hello Cryptonauts, today is July 17th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright, Cryptonauts, before we get started, I want to remind you that there is a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat, in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that same Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with your top 10 large movers, top gainers and top losers. So it's two different groups. We'll start off with the top gainers. We'll go with the top 10. Which is unbelievable. I'm just going to break down the percentages, okay? So, with the top gainers, this coin is called 3x long, long chain link token, and it is up. What is that? 29,990%. That's insane. That is insane. Of course, there's about a half a million dollars worth of volume. Anyways, continuing second place, we have TRX3L, and that is up 950%. Third place is IOTE, up 265%. And in fourth place, we have Syscoin, up 157%. And in, where are we at? One, two, three, four, five. five. Fifth place, we have Inc. Coin. Oh no, just Inc. This is up 114%. In sixth place, we have Liquidity Network up 77%. And in eighth place, we have Android Chain up 75%. And in ninth place, we have Titan Coin up 72%. And in tenth place, we have Iser Black up 13%. All right, top losers. Well, that's funny. That's funny. Look at that. Okay, so the top top gainer was 3x long chain token. And your top loser is 3x short chain token. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Link bull and link bear. Hmm. That's interesting. Anyways, top losers, 3x short chain link token is down 96%. And in second place, we have... INR token down 57%. And in third place, we have 3x short bitmax token token down 52%. Fourth place, we have 6 network down 49%. And in fifth place, is it fifth? Are we on? Let me see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Fifth place, we have bet. Uh, B, what is that? Bet? Bet, t- bet oxen? Bet. B-E-T-X-O-I-N. Bex, Bexoin. Bex, Bexchoin. Down 47%. And in 6th place, we have Yearn.Finance. Down 46%. And in... Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th place, we have Lunar. Down 44%. And... Wait, where are we at? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. We have PAP Network down 40%. Ninth place, we have Filecoin 
IOU down 41% and 10th place we have DACC down 41% alright crypto knots that is your top 10 large movers top gainers and top losers with that said let's go to get started with your crypto news of the day Alright, Cryptonauts, as a friendly reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news, as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. With that said, the first news is coming in from Nicholas Fern. Copper and Signet team up to streamline institutional crypto trading. Digital asset infrastructure provider Copper has unveiled an integration with Signet, the blockchain-based digital, digital payment digital payments platform of Signature Bank. By integrating with the Signet platform, London-based Cooper said users such as institutional asset managers can now make payments and transactions in US dollars and other global currencies via its own platform. Cool. Um, yeah, next news. This is from Will Heisman. $1.4 billion in Bitcoin was laundered via unwitting exchange in 2020. After a year of rigorous analyst, blockchain security firm PeckShield claims to have traced over $1.4 billion worth of dirty Bitcoin laundered, laundered through multiple crypto exchanges in 2020. Wow. Next news. By Sharyova. Sh Sharia, Sharia Mal, Malwa, Sharia Mawal. Chinese capital Beijing unveils its grandest blockchain plan to date. Beijing will build a system for digital governance, create avenues for data sharing between agencies and businesses, and enable cross-regional collaborations. All of these will be carried on a national blockchain platform. It's the first step towards making Beijing a global blockchain hub by 2022 as announced in an agenda last month. Hmm. How Beijing is using blockchain. 12 use cases have been identified in the plan. They range from implementing blockchain applications at airports to customs to finance platforms for small businesses and to general municipal and governmental services for these citizens. Alright, next news. And the reason I'm going by so quick, I'm just reading a few sentences off each one because there's so much news so I'm just gonna read a small little snippet of it and just keep going if you want to read more of it you can definitely go to decrypt.co and just go down to the date July 17th right next news by Daniel Phillips what is the difference between Bitcoin and Bitcoin cash just over 10 years ago Bitcoin the world's first cryptocurrency was invented and launched by the mysterious Satoshi Nakamoto. Since then, Bitcoin has undergone several upgrades and been forked well over 100 times. Most of these efforts fell flat within months of la launching, but Bitcoin Cash has managed to buck the trend, becoming by far the most successful Bitcoin fork. Though similar in many ways, there are several ide ideological and technical differences between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, which you'll want to be aware of. Here is here are the main reasons Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash different philosophies from the early days of Bitcoin's ex existence it quickly became apparent that the networks 
is, isn't capable of handling enough transactions per second to make it a true competitor to centralized payment systems like Visa. This issue came to a head in 2017 when the number of transactions dramatically increased, causing Bitcoin's average transaction fee to climb to as high as $55 by the end of the year. To address the scaling, a number of off-chain scaling solutions entered development, including Lightning Network and various sidechain scaling options. But Bitcoin ABC, led by developer Amari Shehet, sought to keep scaling on-chain, that is, without relying on off offline processing or sidechains, initiating a fork of the Bitcoin protocol in August 2017. The fork occurred just after the launch of Segregated Witness update, which slightly improved Bitcoin's scalability by reducing the size of transactions, allowing more to fit into a block. Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash, 1 megabit versus 32 megabit block. Arguably, the main technical differences between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash is the maximum block size allowed by each network. For Bitcoin, the size of each block is limited to roughly 1 megabit. But there have been examples of blocks successfully mined that are larger than this due to the benefit of the aforementioned SegWit upgrade. Bitcoin Cash, on the other hand, has a maximum block of 32 megabits. This change significantly increased the number of transactions that that can be included in each block and the overall speed of the Bitcoin Cash network. Bitcoin Cash keeps the 10 minute average block discovery time first implemented by Bitcoin. This means that transactions are confirmed approximately equally quickly between the two chains. But because more transactions can be squeezed into each Bitcoin Cash block, the overall throughput of Bitcoin Cash network is around 100 transactions per second compared to just 7 transactions per second for Bitcoin. 14 transactions per second with segregated witness. Since Bitcoin Cash has larger blocks but far fewer actual transactions compared to Bitcoin, it also it also benefits from lower fees. Currently, the average Bitcoin Cash transaction fee is around 0.5 cents. Wait, is that 50 cents? 0.5 cents versus 2.07 $2.07 for Bitcoin. Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash and other differences. Besides an increased maximum block size that okay, whatever. Um, are we done? Let's see what's next. Yeah, okay, next news. Thailand's CBDC could be soon in the hands of the public. Hot on the heels of China's central bank dis oh sorry. Let's rewind that. This is written by Will Heesmond. Hot on the heels of China's central bank digital currencies, CBDC, and the DCEP, Thailand has spun out of its own with tentative plans to roll out to the public. Last month, the Bank of Thailand unveiled proposals to build a prototype payment rail to facilitate CBDC use in the country. On Wednesday, bank officials confirmed that it was looking to roll out a digital bat to the public sector starting with retailers. We plan on moving into the fourth phase by expanding to retailers, but this phase will require a cautious study of both pros and cons, said BOT Assistant Governor Vachira Aromindi per the Bangkok Post. Okay, next news. Blockchain to play a huge role in South Korea's economic revitalization by Sharyuva Malwa. Blockchain technology features prominently on the government's radar in South Korea, even if they don't mention it as much as decentralization, 
per, uh, purist would like. Under the term of a New Deal stimulus package, the South Korean government is focusing on two pillars, the Digital New Deal and the Green New Deal. The former aims to extract value from rising technologies such as AI, 5G, and blockchain, while the latter deals with a low-carbon output economy. Blockchain for Green and Digital New Deals Local news outlets chosen set the blockchain technology features in both the Green and Digital New Deal, the government aims to utilize distributed frameworks in seven areas, online voting, donations, social welfare, renewable energy, finance, real estate transactions, and friendship projects. On the green side, the energy sector will especially see a blockchain facelift. Public ledgers will facilitate transactions between power and generation companies alongside the bidding and settlement of renewable energy contracts. For the digital part, blockchain will primarily find use in allocating welfare benefits for low-income citizens. Furthermore, an upcoming online voting system slated for the use in the 2022 presidential election will feature the technology. Wow, that's right around the corner. Next news, written by Andrew Hayward. Chinese drug lords still using Bitcoin to launder gains, feds allege. The United States Treasury today added four reported members of China's Zhang drug trafficking operations to its list of specially designated nationals via the Foreign Narcotics Kingpin Designation Act, Kingpin Act and claimed that they have used Bitcoin to launder the money. The Treasury Office for Foreign Assets Control, OFAC, added alleged traffickers Song Yangji, Long Baozhao, uh, sorry, Long Baozhang, Feng Cheng and Guangfu Zhang to its list along with online storefront Global United Biotechnology Incorporated, which is said to be a front for its operations to illegally spread powerful opioids such as fentanyl. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Next news, written by Alexander Bechrens. Yield farming will help grow DeFi, but be aware of the rule of whales. Yield farming, the hot new high interest reward scheme that's taken the crypto world by storm, stands to be an essential part of the early growth of decentralized finance. DeFi, still it remains highly experimental and serious risk lurks behind the meme and promises of high returns including the dangers of DeFi protocols being taken over by crypto whales. Those are just a few of the takeaways from the most recent yield farming and bootstrapping liquidity ether real summit, where leaders for some of the most notable projects in DeFi such as Balancer, Aave, and Insta Instadap discussed the latest crypto trends and gover governance experiments it's meant to facilitate. Yield farming emerged as a response to distri distribution of DeFi protocol governance tokens that began earlier this year. The practice consists of locking digital assets in different protocols such as Compound or Balancer in order to generate rewards in the form of governance token or ETH payout. Yield farming initially became popular as a result of generating high returns, in some cases in excess of 100% on invested capital on an annualized basis. Wow. That is awesome. 
The Rules of Wales. Instadep co-founder and CTO Samyak Jian also commented on the questions of how much governance is appropriate to distribute, highlighting the risk of what Acropolis founder and CEO Anna Androvona dubbed the Rules of Wales, meaning control of DeFi platforms with ostensibility distributed governance actually resting in the hands of just a few wealthy users. Jane described a scenario where a company or protocol distributed more than 50% of the governance to users while also allowing the governance token to be lent to uh, governance token to be lent and borrowed on the protocol itself or the comp- competing service. Should more than 50% of the governance token become available to be borrowed Bad actors with deep pockets could temporarily gain control of enough tokens to benefit themselves in a way that hurts average users or the protocol as a whole. Be careful. Next news. Written by Robert Stevens. Crypto lending firm BlockFi lawyers aim... Sorry, let's do that again. Crypto lending firm BlockFi lawyers up amid leadership shakeup. Hmm... The booming crypto lending firm BlockFi appointed its first general counsel earlier this week, the latest hire in a management shakeup that included a new head of security, growth officer, and managing director to head the firm's business in Asia and Europe. The firm's also on the lookout for a chief financial officer. The new hire, Jonathan Mayers, spent the last decade as counsel of hedge fund Renaissance Technologies. As general counsel for BlockFi, he told Decrypt he will, quote, take on every matter that the company has to deal with. In the middle of May, BlockFi suffered a massive data breach. Hackers had SIM swap accounts belonging to BlockFi. What? Sensitive information about BlockFi's users, such as names, email addresses, birthdays, physical addresses, and activity activity histories were disclosed to the hackers. The hackers, the hack did not expose other sensitive information such as social security numbers, passwords, and bank account info. Okay, a month later, BlockFi hired a new security officer, Adam Healy. Healy joined BlockFi with over 15 years of experience with the U.S. Department of Defense, Microsoft, and Peter Thiel's Palantir. Okay, what else? I was aware of the breach incident as part of my due diligence and agreement to take the job. I was satisfied that BlockFi had handled their big breach in an incredibly swift and comprehensive manner he said i do not feel that i was brought in any way to deal with any mess whatsoever okay cool all right next news all right this news is written by alexander Bechrans. ethereum approaches technical limits as transactions soar ethereum is getting dangerously close to hitting its technical limits as users of the blockchain network climb a mountain that has been scaled just once before. Decentralized finance and its associated tokens are on fire, and the number of transactions on the Ethereum network is drawing close to to marking a new all-time high. The transactions record was set early on in 2018, at the height of the ICO craze before falling to an average of less than half the peak for the next two years before steadily increasing began in early 2020. As a result, increasing gas prices are making it more difficult than ever to interact with dApps and send value across the blockchain at a reasonable cost. Ethereum 2.0 and the promised transaction throughput increases can't arrive soon enough. Which is true. I know that from personal experience. I use Ethereum, I use dApps, and it is starting to get insane. 
Anyways, next news. Written by Guillermo Jimenez. Stolen Bitcoin from Twitter hack is already being laundered. Report. How will the Twitter hackers cash out the Bitcoin they scammed from users following Wednesday's epic breach? Put the coins through Bitcoin mixers to obfuscate their trail. And they've already started, according to crypto tracing firm Elliptic. The blockchain analytics company published a report earlier today that states it has uncovered evidence that the Twitter hacker has sent a portion of the Bitcoin they they stole to an address it believes to be linked to a Wasabi wallet. Wasabi is a Bitcoin mixing service that uses CoinJoin privacy privacy uh, techniques to conceal transactions on the pseudonymous Bitcoin blockchain. Okay, cool. Um, you know, if they get away with it, they get away with it, man. Uh, you can't be greedy for those that want to double up their cryptos. Shame on you for thinking that that's possible. Money does not come easy. You gotta earn it, man. You gotta earn it. Slow and steady. What I say is put your money on Celsius. Slow and steady. I just got my payout today. It looks pretty good. Next news. Written by Robert Stevens. Teller raises $1 million to bring credit scores to DeFi crypto loans. Decentralized finance, the multi-billion dollar industry, built largely around instantly accessible crypto loans, may have bitten off a bit more than it can chew. The way decentralized lending protocols determine credit risk means that peer-to-peer loans demand hefty wads of upfront cash or charge high interest rates. Teller, a lending protocol created by a team fresh out of Anderson's Horowitz Crypto School, thinks that DeFi should take a step back and make amends with its centralized roots. Teller wants the, the best from both worlds, from DeFi instantly accessible loans for everyone, from traditional finance and the crypto credit scores that keep loans cheap. You know what? Um, okay, we're going to stop there. I think there's one more news. Is there one more? Two more? No, one more. One more, but there's something that, that caught my attention was the Anderson's Horowitz Crypto School. I want to check that out. Uh, let's see. Click that. Where does it take me to? Anderson Horowitz launches a 16Z crypto startup school. Okay. Hey, kids. Who wants to go to crypto school? Anderson Horowitz, a Silicon Valley venture capital fund. I live here. I didn't even know about this. Where's this at? When was this? Oh, November 8th, 2019. This was a while back then, huh? Where, where's the website? I want to check out the website. I'm going to have to find this later on. Anyways, uh, let's go to the last news written by Colin Harper. Who's really using DeFi? New reports shines a light. The meteoric rise of new Ethereum. Platforms such as Compound and Uniswap have put decentralized finance use cases front and center in the crypto landscape in 2020. A new report by Codify, a subsidiary of the Ethereum software development firm's consensus, shines a light on how many users, how many unique users are leveraging these and other DeFi services. Even as the value locked in DeFi applications has nearly tripled from April of this year, the report concludes most of the DeFi activity isn't coming from new users. Mm. 
one of the reports, central questions ask if DeFi users are actually taking advantage of interoperability of Ethereum-based DeFi protocols. In an effort to answer this question, the report analyzed the 79,648 addresses that interact with the DeFi smart contract in Q2 of 2020. Let's see. According to the report, out of the out of all the users who have deposited some 1.2 billion dollars worth of ETH and Ethereum-based tokens into DeFi applications, only 1,884 of these had sent 100 transactions or more over the course of the quarter. Further measuring user activities, the report states that the majority of DeFi users remain loyal to one platform in particular and rarely use DeFi apps. Hey, I can I can vouch for that because I. I stick with, with, with Celsius. I like Celsius. It's awesome. Alex Mashinsky. There we go. All right. That is actually our last news of the day. So with that, Kryptonauts, make sure you're washing your hands, washing your feet, wash your mouth, wash everything, wear your mask, keep social distancing six feet and further apart. Stay quarantined if you can. Only go out for essential services. Um, be careful out there. I mean, this thing is spreading like wildfire. It's still, it's still highly active. It's crazy. It's crazy. States are breaking records. It's, it's, it's back up again. It's just as bad as it was in the beginning. So be very careful out there. With that said, Cryptonauts, I will catch you all on the next one. Adios.